0: And you're very welcome along to a special episode of the Dadcast. We're here to uh, celebrate International Women's Day and we have um, a specially extended show because we've got Andy Lee and Kieran Donahue as well as Nathan and uh, Adrian. Lads, how are you? Good. Welcome to the... You're back again already. This is like a repeat guest I Didn't the realize how.
1: Um, I'm sorry, but I didn't realise how popular this this. Podcast is the Dadcast because I've had several friends. One in particular, Paul McAdam, who's Julie's first baby in three months, he's been listening to every show in preparation.
0: It's uh, mad, right? So, yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> side of it. I'm literally not joking. But I've never had anybody talk to me about anything that's happened in my broadcasting career as much as the Dadcast. I like people are <laughs> listening a, to it. It yeah. has, a, it has a
1: cult following. And I was thinking, you know, after being in it last time, I would hope it's a great forum for, for men, like and for you guys, put on a personal level, like you would hope that every. Gr- group of men or dads would have this type of thing amongst mm. themselves even because it's normally over a pint <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, that's
2: yeah. the problem you can't get out to yeah. have these type of conversations it's, it's, yeah, we have to have them at work I
3: was <laughs> yeah. having a baby in three months Yeah. And he's listening to this in preparation for that I know yeah well <laughs> I mean that's Uh-oh, oh, shit idea right there. Well, he's, 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 this get, until
1: he's getting the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah. The bad, the, the good as well. Yeah, yeah. Bits of the good.
0: Well, um, so as part of the 20 by 20 campaign, there's a new initiative today to show your stripes. So they're asking a bunch of people to um, post pictures of them on social media wearing the stripes and talking about how they're going to be involved in making uh, more coverage, um, more attendance, and... Uh, more participation in women's sport. Um, you two are both. Uh, we everybody has daughters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why Dave's not here. <laughs> it's not that he's not showing up to work anymore. Um, how old is your daughter? A year and a half. Right. So not quite into sport yet.
1: Um, no, kicks the football, throws the ball well. Psh, psh, psh. does it? a few little
0: yeah.
2: bristles <laughs>
1: <laughs> does a squat <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. when she starts squatting you know you're in trouble yeah. about the problem <laughs> you know it's coming
3: so
1: <clears throat> yes
2: <laughs> um,
1: no like obviously I don't like this this uh, campaign is great but for me it wouldn't. It, sport is such an in, like intrinsic part of my life that it would be natural for me to have her involved in sport in every way possible you yeah. know um, and we like she, she's a bit young yet to be going to like a loud sporting event, but whenever we can, when we have the the head candies now, yeah. the skull school candies, um, she'll be going. Yeah, she'll be going to soccer matches and and football and rugby and whatever it is boxing matches uh, as well. Yeah.
4: yeah, What? So you've two daughters? Two daughters. Yeah. Lola Rose is nearly four. She's shooting away, throwing through the hoop around the house. Right throwing the ball, trying to get her to not actually just fling the ball up in the air because it could land anywhere, but she she does aim at the basket and she can get it in yeah. a good bit, so I'm training her way there. Indy is joining in, more getting balls hopped off her head from Lola Rose's miss shots <laughs> while she's crawling <laughs> around the floor, but she's does a little, does a little half an hour session, uh, a few evenings a week outside in the Holland house, yeah, right. so yeah, a yeah. bit, of, bit of crack. She enjoys it, she likes it. Uh, Taking her to sporting venues, it's easier when they're a year and a half or two when they start getting to kind of they know what they want. Like Hillary's tried to take her a few games, but she just wants to run around and she wants to go to me on the basketball court at the at the Warriors <laughs> games and stuff. But Hillary ends up getting stressed and just kind of leaving midway through the third quarter when Lona Rose is roaring for the yeah to watch Paw Patrol on the phone or something.
0: We went to the Dublin Mayo Ladies Football Final so when was that 2017 mm. and we had to leave at half time there was the three of them it was just a bad idea it was too yeah. soon to bring three of them we should have just brought the eldest but then the other two would have been like so um, and we were kind of open to the gods as well and you realise that it's you know, it's a little bit high here for them so yeah they um, yeah, are
4: not going to tune into it.
0: yeah but I guess local sport is the thing to bring them to like smaller stuff but you know if you're playing and they're wandering out that's not great
4: <laughs> no no not when there's <laughs> ten lunatics running around great viral things.
2: content though yeah, oh yeah it's smashed. <laughs>
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, we don't want that. Uh, don't want that for Lola Rose. And she's quite headstrong, so like you know, it could be possible that she could wriggle free and just head straight mid-court and run into our American key jumper, who's six foot eight and about eighteen stone, running down the court. So yeah, that won't end well. No.
0: How old are yours? Six months. All right. So this hasn't become an issue just yet.
4: No, not just yet.
2: Uh The lads go to a lot of different sporting events, and like they're seven and five, so they're still at that stage of trying to get them to sit, while also not wanting them to sit and watch their phone while they're at the event, to actually... Like, I'd sooner leave early than have them sit there watching Paw Patrol or something, just to keep them there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, I would intend that...
4: But if it was a really good game? <laughs> Oof. <Yeah>. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Paw Patrol would be all scary. Your yeah. <laughs> who am yeah. I kidding
2: here? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's... Uh, She's uh, well able to stand up for herself at this stage with two older brothers. There's a lot of. She's at that stage now. She likes to grab the eyes. Okay, like, so, right in and, or grab the ear. We have to get she's, both. She's going to be a cornerback. Yeah, we got both their hair cut <laughs> quite short because she. Every time she sees them, she just grabs a lump. So yeah, I reckon she's probably going to be the, tougher than the two of them.
4: she would be well minded. No
2: bad thing. Yeah. How old is yours? Just three
3: months. Like, right. She's only starting to look like a human being now. So, uh, <laughs> I text my wife yesterday sent her the photograph. I was like, Jesus, you know the first time you look at your child and you go, oh my God, they actually look like a human being. <laughs> so uh, needless to say, she hasn't been, and it'll be a while yet before she's um, introduced that sort of thing. But yeah, like it's funny. Yeah, it's, like it's no difference almost now from... Because she's so young, there's no difference almost if she was a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. really. Like I don't know, you are all more experienced in this than I am, but like if there's some point where you... Um, I think traditionally at some point or another we would have treated boys differently than girls right? As certainly when I was growing up that, that would have been the way that it happens but for now for me it's like as I said she's only literally becoming a human being so there hasn't been any difference really
0: I think there's less opportunity when we were kids than there is now um, so I, I did find it weird that they separate the boys and girls under, under six in GAA I was kind of thinking that that would come later on that actually there's no reason for them they're doing laps and they're playing mm-hmm. skills she's seven uh, she'll be 8 in September so has kind of come through that um, not mad into GA on Saturdays is doing it in school though and still likes it and does gymnastics which again they separate
4: the boys and the girls from
0: and I don't really understand that it's like you're doing a mm. you're mm. Like jumping up and down mm. and you're doing forward rolls and I don't understand it, I was going to say that
4: the football is probably due to them having so many numbers that they can do that I know probably in smaller clubs it'll be a case of 6s yeah. and 8s yeah, away you go let's play away and it's, yeah. no, it's good for girls you know that it's, it's good that they're all running around together right? I think, I think cause so too Yeah, because yeah.
0: they're in school together yeah, it's absolutely, like, yeah.
4: so what, where does that go differentiation just go play the good ones will be trying to get better and, and they'll all improve each other yeah because
0: at that stage like you know I mean maybe maybe there are some parents who want their under 6 and under 8 to be like the best player in the country but most parents just want them to go out and I think do, there's a lot of parents who want running. their
2: 6 year old and their 8 year old to be the best in the country yeah you don't I don't know
0: it's so it's such an alien concept to me at this point. Like,
2: I would say... Although he's doing watching, half an hour basketball training every day, so... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, which are the best Americans. He's already colleges? got several <laughs> advantages that we don't have, so we, <laughs> we don't need to worry. I would say, from watching parents at football training and that it's 50-50, that a lot of parents are pretty hardcore in that they see their kid has a little bit of talent in it and are pushing them as hard as possible and sort of screw everybody else, whereas the other half are just happy to see their kids running around, out taking part. Yeah.
1: How do you handle that? Like, the only experience I have um, was Adam Booth's daughters um, were playing the hockey match in school, and it was hosted by the other school, and it was the other school's teacher who was the referee. And, like, <laughs> it was all, like... It was very one sided in terms of the referee and decisions that were going you know the, the, the opposite team's way, and I was r- literally boiling inside of this, you know what I mean, and like this—that's not my do- I can only imagine it like how do you guys handle that? if you' had a sporting match and there's parents getting involved or there's things that are going the wrong like, That's, I, I don't, don't know. know I don't know what that'll be like.
2: Well, I only have this Sunday, my son is playing his first proper league match, soccer league match, and I'm not going to be there to support him for this. Uh, but, yeah, I would, because I'm, I'm, I ver- I'm, I'm actually very <laughs> chilled out about things on the sideline. I see it from their practice matches. like, again, somebody... You're just going... They're six. Mm. Relax.
1: Nobody cares. My nephew one time was playing a, a soccer match in London, and uh, they actually got hammered. His team were like... He's, his coach was... Uh, this middle-aged woman, and she was on the sideline having a smoke, and like, they haven't even trained, they just play, turn up and play, you know, and like, they were playing against this other team from like, they trained at the West Ham Academy, they're in like, the best outfits, all like, cut slick style hairs, and they got hound. it was like 18 nil or something, mm-hmm. and I ended up refereeing like half of the match, because, you know, it was like volunteer with someone referee, and then, uh, like, I ended up getting aggressive with one of the coaches, because at the end of the match, it was like, like, what's the score? And I was like, it's 18 nil. you know? <laughs> <laughs> was like, are you sure it's not 19? Are you sure it's not 19? Like, he wanted the extra goal. And, like, there was, the kids were all standing there, you know? Like, And I just, I, uh, I gave him a look like I was going to go through him, you know what I mean? Please tell <laughs> me, you, you,
4: you were doing everything in your power to get the other team to get a goal. Like, so oh, yeah, sure. You were yeah, the most biased. You yeah, were yeah. that biased ref the match But, like... What an asshole, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, I know, yeah.
1: Oh, I like,
3: think most people... I was at a game at the weekend, a mate of mine, um, son was playing. It must have been, like to no under eights or nines and again there was like a mix of boys and girls and they were all sort of going for it and, but like his kid was just uh, just really looking for a bit of enthusiasm and a bit of encouragement and a bit of a bit of a pat in the back that's all he wanted out of it like he wasn't
0: I don't think this kid like you know I'd say the same applies for most kids you're not really well now hang on so we've got two lead athletes here so you guys must have been pretty competitive as kids right mm-hmm. There's somewhere along the way some coach goes you need to knuckle down here right
4: Yeah, there is, like, there would have been been a bit older than that now though, like, you know, um, probably around uh, 12 or 13 that my basketball coach was kind of saying, you know, you're kind of, you're good enough at this, you need to start maybe looking at getting up early, getting extra shots and go to the gym. Didn't have to tell me too much now, like, you know, um, and I was, like, my dad was... Uh, kind of gone from us at kind of twelve from a sporting point of view, and my mum left us at it, so I never had that parent on the sideline that was being um you know my dad would have been chirping in the odd time, and i i, I didn 't really like it, yeah, so you know from my point of view, I always found that you know if i I will always kind of i 'll talk to my kids when they get home and whatever casually about it, but I think it's it's it 's important to kind of let the coach let them feel out the coach because then it 's like when I do my basketball camp, the parents I'm like, the kids always listen to you, they don't listen to me at all. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you're their parents, they're hearing you every single day. So I think always that, that, that it's good to let kids listen to coaches and tell them to listen to their coaches and don't can kind of never undermine a coach, I would yeah. say, at that age. And
1: I think um, I know from like watching, being involved in sport and watching boys who c- c- come up with me at my age and then the ones who had the pushy parents who are really good, really young. They never come through and make it mm-hmm. out, out because they have too much, too young, and there's so much pressure on them, and they kind of get burnt out from being so dedicated, so young. Like for me, for like until I was about, I'd say thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, it was just about having fun.
4: Yeah, and and enjoying I,
1: it. Part that I was good at it was just, just, just whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, w- I probably wouldn't like it if I was losing as as much. I probably wouldn't have st- st- stuck at it as much. But yeah. My 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 dad was just a driver. He yes. drove me. Never yeah, drove. never pushed me. Never you know. There was the odd day when I'd say like, oh, I don't feel like going to thing. He knew I was just being lazy. He'd say, yep. no, come on, you're getting in. You're getting in the car now. But other than that, there was no like, no. No like, living through me yeah. in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. just like this is what you do if you want to do it, go and do it. And um, I always find that and maybe that's something we'll have to. I'll have to learn as a that. Let them be who they're gonna be. You know. Don't, don't push them but I'll push them when they need it
3: there are some mm. like high profile examples of where pushy parents like really it works, works. Mm. like yeah. the Williams Tri- uh, Tiger Woods Andre Agassi I'm, like, the, I'm sure there's a list of as arm of where pushy parents actually works but it just seems to be I don't know certainly but from when I was growing up to now mm. it just seems but to like, be like, just a thing not to do would
1: you I don't know mo- I'm not sure I can't say it but a lot of the time I know in boxing when the dad is the coach those relationships not always the healthiest they're not always the best in terms of being a father and a son but I don't
4: know. I think you hear about all these <coughs> high profile ones, as you've mentioned there, but I'd say there's, there's yeah. thousands that went the opposite mm. way and went the opposite way downhill hard, where the kid actually probably ended up just not playing anymore, didn't enjoy it. You know, almost maybe of sometimes embarrassed. I'd be at games sometimes where I, I'd look at the kid's reaction and I'd um, they'd almost nearly be embarrassed at, at maybe something that the parent was roaring on.
2: I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the documentary on Victoria Pendleton. No, it was, uh, it was released just before the London Olympics in 2012 when she ended up being sort of one of the stars for the British team. And she had the pushiest father of all time. Basically, he was an amateur cyclist back in the day who never made it and wanted to l- try and live his success or live her success through him. So when he was about, I think, 10, they'd go out on a Sunday cycle and he would, they'd go about 10, 15K and then he'd just go and cycle as fast as he could and she'd have to try and keep up Otherwise, she was just lost in the middle of nowhere. And that was the training. And then she wins gold at the Olympics, and she's but like, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Or does I, she hate him I, forever? I'm yeah. fairly sure she hates yeah. him forever. Right, okay. Yeah.
3: You're probably forgoing your relationship with your child as a father mm. to become
1: something else. But, I mean, I don't know. In some way, you're providing for them like a life, a, a livelihood, and a living, isn't yeah. it? Especially in terms of boxing, like... And most like, if it's a black fighter from a disadvantaged background or whatever it may be, that's probably the only avenue. So yeah. that pushes them in that way, and maybe yeah, you know, it, it, and they don't appreciate the, what they've done. Like, there's there's no of cases balance, of that in kind it? of
4: college basketball and in the NBA, where the kid from from the hood with the tough background, with the single parent, with the with the mom or the, whatever, and and he would nearly take it upon himself without without that father figure pushing him, but that the player would just see. The mom's surroundings and see sport as the only way out like maybe education isn't that high or whatever but that sport would be whether it be boxing whether it be american football whether it be basketball but literally they will drive themselves through a wall to make it to kind of you know to 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 to, to be able to go buy their mom the nice house and 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 help along the way so it's you know it, it's definitely a great avenue like for, to be honest without sport in my life i would have been i'd be worried to see where i got where i would have ended up or, or been because and and i was going to ask you this earlier when you were talking about team sport and about individual sport like that you know i couldn't see myself as the as i couldn't see myself giving the dedication to the individual support uh, sport but in team sport i always loved team sport i always loved being around people and friends and and trying to get my best out of my teammates but if if if, if your um children in time were saying you know i might Go down this road. I might go down the team sport. Would you be? What would your be? I know you probably say, "Look, whatever you want to do." But you know, as as, oh, I don't. I just there's a, a bit more
1: responsibility when when you're in, on your own, but yeah. that's also empowering as well like, mm-hmm. because you don't have. There's no one else you can like blame. Or you don't have to depend. There's no dependency on yeah. anybody. Yeah. But I like again. I would just say, whatever it is, I'd be happy that they're in, involved yeah. in any sport. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's basically the, like whether it's team. I think within a team now you can. It's not like it's the collective, is it? You know, you have to. It's the individuals that make up the team that that get the recognition as
4: well. You do, know, but it's the life skills. I think that that boys and girls pick up. I see them in groups. It's it's. Who's the alpha? Who's the person that needs armour on the shoulder? who's the person that's a bit bossy that needs to be told? camp? you know you can kind of you kind of get all of that from being around? Like I'm sure you'd see with I, your I own three under- of
0: those children. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I'm sure you'd see with your kids' teams. Like you'd pretty much if you sat there and watched the session, you'd get who the loud ones are. Oh, who absolutely, they, yeah. And,
2: and I see that with my eldest lad, who'd be quiet and is one of the younger kids in his class, and at times isn't that keen on going to football. But I just want him to keep him going because to be around and to be used to that sort of setting because as you say it is replicated when they go the vast majority of the team are in the classroom that he's not sort of this outsider who doesn't and also I wanted obviously to sort of keep fit in that I'd worry if he did that the alternative he thinks in his head is I get to sit at home and watch TV all day Yeah, Mm -hmm. where it's actually go have fun I don't care if you don't play for Dublin at the end of this, yeah. just go, and by the time you're 14, 15, actually, you might love it, mm-hmm. you Now seven years away, which is a hard thing to explain to... But it's
1: never the ones that, and for me, uh, even in boxing or in school, I can remember like playing different sports, it's never the ones that are so good, so young, you know, it's like the ones that kind of come, right. blossom later on, and yeah. they kind of find themselves in terms of the, the fitness improves, and, and they kind of fill out a little bit, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden they're really good at this. And, and maybe it's because they struggle at a younger age, they learn things, you know, more. They learn more character. They, they have, they have, they have this, to fight
4: a bit harder. Yeah, a different the younger attitude. Younger kids are kind of... Some of the younger, brilliant kids all the way up under age are just the biggest and the strongest. Mm. And then they get to 17, 18, and everybody's caught up with them, and yeah. they can't use that. Whereas the kids that have caught up with them have had to figure out loads of other ways to get around the, the not being the biggest and not being the strongest and not being the best. They've had to figure and learn life lessons along the way, which I think stands to them when they get to... Seventeen, eighteen. 18. Yeah,
3: I think that was my biggest problem, by the way. I was just too good, too young. And
4: <laughs> 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 Went straight it, it, to your head. for me, do you know? Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, I heard that. Um, they get
2: some land when they're... Because uh, they played a challenge match against... Uh, they played a challenge match out in Tala about a month ago and there was a lad on the other team who was about a foot bigger than all of them. And so, like any team, there'd be three or four really good lads on the team my, my son plays for and they'd be pretty cocksure of themselves as to how good they are. Didn't get a touch of the ball for the entire match. Pretty much coming off in tears of what's just happened.
0: So, what age is this? Under, under they'll
2: be playing under eights from this weekend, and he's seven. He's he, so he's on. Four, he's a year too young. He should be playing under sevens because he's what's January. January. Right. So, and like like this is. I think we were talking about this in the Saturday panel recently. That in, in the League of Ireland this year, of the two hundred and fifty players that are playing League of Ireland in a round, five of them were born in December. So, yeah. obviously, because it's a January were- cut-off. And he, he and, and he has done at times play, and it'd suit me because they train the same night as the under-sixes that my other son plays for. If he played under-seven with the senior infants kids, he'd be one of the biggest. You can tell instantly the couple of times he's gone to training. He's way more confident. But all his friends and all his class are playing with the... Under-eights. Under-eights.
1: What we're saying is that this is probably a good move for him now. <laughs> it, looking at the long term, isn't exactly. it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah leaning back there. the way up there. Well, that's yeah. the thing. More skilled guys that he'll he'll reap the benefits
2: so long as he sticks at it I guess is the yeah that you don't get so disheartened by being one how of much the work are ones. you
1: putting in like in the garden are
2: you giving him like, oh, I'm giving well as much as uh, like it's not the exact same as uh, <laughs> <laughs> me taking him aside for half an hour as Kieran taking his kids aside for half an hour Yeah, but you to say,
4: teach him the skills but, but you say that but like to your kid you're their idol so it doesn't matter whether you have four all medals or you've never kicked the ball I used to be my, my uncle used to have me out in the garage and he was John O'Leary and I was Mikey Sheehy and the garage was the goals and he'd be doing the Michalowar Hurtley commentary and you know he never really kicked the ball but he'd be going to all the games I know Brian you love football you know it all right but <laughs> you didn't kick a ball let's call it before he starts giving up today. but he, 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 like, he'd be just doing the commentary and he'd put that and it's about imagination for kids and and that's important for kids, is to give them an imagination and, and try and, like, I think, are we using, are our kids going to use their imagination as much as we did? Like, I even see Lola Rose, she's around the place. We try to get, bring the dolls in, she just catches the dolls, throws it away. It wants the cars, wants the monster machines, wants all the boy stuff. Yeah, That's just the way it is. Um, but, like, she's down in the playroom, there's toys, there's tracks, there's cars, there's everything. Yeah, You know, and I used to picture myself as a five or six year old, in oh, my mother's, with the stones from the garden mm-hmm. making my track and driving my cars around my track like that's I to imagine a track whereas she's got all this so I I, I I think trying to get them to try and use their imagination like when I played one, on, when, I played, when I used to shoot around in my back garden for four hours as a 13 year old it was Michael Jordan versus Magic Johnson, and i do every second position, and it would always be 98 all, always. And then it was whoever I was feeling it was going to get the winning basket at the end. Normally Jordan, if I'm going to call a spade a spade, but it was, it was the imagination that, to get there, whereas, you know, you know, would I be at that now at 13 if I'm sitting there with this super duper PlayStation with all these graphics, and I, I can put a jersey on myself and see myself playing with the Chicago Bulls on NBA Live 2K19, yeah. and I'm kind of going, Oh, this is great like here I am but yeah. I'm actually not doing anything to, to try and get there no you're totally immersed in
0: another world I mean I don't know I, mean, I hope the brain isn't trained to think differently but there's so much crap they have room, rooms full of crap that like every before every Christmas you've got to get black sacks and get rid of it to make room for the stuff that's coming and it's like it's definitely too much stuff like mm-hmm. yeah uh, so all most of the toys that I got for Christmas are still at home, and my kids will go and whenever we go to my mum and dad's house, and they'll play with them. And it would be like you would get a toy at Christmas, one toy, mm. and there would be like some other small bits, and yeah. that was it. Mm. Now it's like that's the a, amount of shit that they get. It's overwhelming. Uh, yeah,
3: debate in our house about um, bringing presents and children understanding the value of a present. That, yeah, like, like exactly like you say. I, I there's probably a bit of what we're discussing here that's a bit of the sort of generation to generation like, you know, our parents would have said... Ah, yeah, we need to walk bed. to school with no exactly. socks. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at
0: you lads with shoes. Yeah, yeah,
3: You have it easy. So I do appreciate there's probably a little bit of that but I'm definitely... The technology
0: sort of has advanced to a point where it's dangerous. Like, the phones mm. and the, the, the addictive quality of phones is something that like we definitely... It's real. Yeah, and need to be very aware of, I think.
1: We're culpable ourselves, aren't we? How, how much time... I, I'm the worst. Like, how much time do I spend on my phone? You know, it's... You have to think as a parent. No matter what you tell a kid, and whatever I was told, you learn more from your examples. And mm-hmm. even now, you disp I, I display the examples that I got from my parents, and the good and the bad, without even recognising. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you have to kind of take on board. That what you do yourself, that's you can't can't preach different to your you, yeah. To your you're child right. It's because, good to s-
4: um, setting an that example. That's what what they see is what they're going to do. Yeah, we throw the phones in when when I'm at home and on weekends for breakfast and dinner. And if I'm at home on a weekday, um, I would train them with basketballs 8 to 10. So, you know, if I'm at home, I get home at 5 or half 5 from, from work and I have that 2 or 3 hours with them and put them med- to bed and all that. But when we're having our dinner, we put the phones into the bowl and silent up on the table and we just get Indy, even if she has eaten earlier, we just sit her at the table and sit Lola Rose at the table and try and give her dinner at the same time as us and just try and chat. <clears throat> That's a big aim of ours in the house is to try and not have this thing where we were in on holidays in Dubai recently and we passed this family and there was a 13-year-old, and I'm guessing at the ages 11, 9, 7 and 5, like, you know, there was five kids sitting there and the mum and dad. And they were in the beanbags outside in this kind of lovely walk with all these buildings and a river and boats and fabulous food places. And the seven of them, the dad was on his phone, the mum was on his phone, and the five kids at a phone and I was just kind of going... Hillary does no way we can let it get to this like it's just if I had five kids I'd be smell I know what mean so, 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 <laughs> so one of, of, of them yeah. is 13 like she's gone past the point of giving her a phone <clears> to keep her quiet like yeah. if you're 13 shut up be quiet like <clears> we're yeah, having that, dinner like, yeah, start, or let's yeah. have a conversation or, exactly yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah. but it can't get to the point where you know it's you like I know we're all here. We all have these young kids, and of course, there's a, there's a time where you just need to get through something. And here's an episode of Paw Patrol, or turn it on the TV, or whatever. We're all, like, let's not call it. Let's call it spade a spade. We all do that. Yeah. But I think it's important to make that time to spend as a family. Where if you're lucky enough to be in the position that everybody in the family is there right lads phone into the thing we're going away we're having dinner we're going to talk how are you getting on at school how is work how is sport whatever I just think it's important to kind of start that early so it's not like you're not introducing it when they're 13 I don't want to give you my phone no I want to talk to my friends it's like no we're going to talk to the family here
0: we do a podcast series with Stuart Lancaster who obviously has been a a coach and involved um, in academy coaching and has kind of seen the evolution of um, how you communicate with with, um, younger players and he basically now just communicates with his players through WhatsApp. The younger players who are coming through, it's like he puts the stuff, the video that they need to, and he'll talk over it if they're not in the room for the presentation. Obviously, phones are banned whenever they're um, in team meetings and stuff. But like you know, how everybody talks is changing, and he said that his parenting has changed. He's on Snapchat because he was texting his kids, and they were like, "Oh, not no one texts anymore." So he's on Snapchat to to talk to his kids, and like, it's just there there's ways of understanding how it's supposed to work, and then there's also the lost art of conversation and making sure that your kids can somehow hold a conversation we, you
3: know we realized at, was it, last week we were sitting at home, and so no more than you were saying there he's got um the dinosaurs on YouTube on the phone <clears throat> sort of whenever you're looking for a bit of a few minutes piece or whatever and we realized we'd gone too far where we were looking at him and so he's already got the skip ad thing he's got that and off oh yeah he's,
4: he's only two that yeah. that's stone had,
3: he's only two so here we were looking at him. And he was—I was sitting looking at him using the phone, and he was flicking through YouTube in a way that I'd never seen before. And I turned around to my wife and I said, "Did you know YouTube could do that?" She was like, "No, I didn't know that." I'm like, right? I think maybe we should take the phone off him. <laughs> like, if he's finding new things on YouTube that we don't even know about, this can't be healthy.
4: Yeah, there was a thing about YouTube last night that, yeah. or last week. With a video came out where yeah. it was four or five minutes of cartoons, and then all of a sudden it's saying to do stuff to yourself in a, ter- a right. terrible... Like, so, to, you know, we have to be very... Ki- there's a kid's YouTube. I don't know, can they infiltrate that, but... Seem
2: to be, yeah. We got rid of YouTube. We just go with the safe stuff like Netflix now, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: what
3: could possibly go you wrong? get got rid of YouTube. Yeah. Why?
2: So, that, to stop them watching it. Yeah. So because... You,
0: the stuff on your phone is just downloaded stuff that you already know, and it's always going to work because it's
2: downloaded. Yeah, or, well, like, there's a kid's section on Netflix... Yeah. ...where they can... Because... Oh, you can stream and this probably doesn't make any sense I don't mind them if they're going to sit and watch something sit and watch a program for half an hour but this nonsense of watching somebody opening up a load of Pokemon cards (laughs) oh my god like they literally like you're on about spoiling children so like they're obsessed with Pokemon which I've mentioned a few times before like last week they got Pokemon cards got 7 quid a pack (laughs) bought him a pack of Pokemon cards because he'd been in the hospital and this was his reward have them all like what? What just happened? Spent seven quid, and he'd open them within a minute and gone. No, have them all. Have them all. Oh, and he's upset that he hasn't got any mm. new, new ones. ones that he'd been imagining for like a week that this was going to like save his life, <laughs> make him more popular in school. Yeah, oh like my, you no. also
3: have to deprive them of stuff, though, don't you? Like back to that point of like at some point you you can't keep saying to them you can get your Pokemon cards. Mm. And you can yeah, it's got to be tough love at some this. stage. Can't be at some point you're saying that there's a value. To that, back to the presents point, like there's a value. If I'm getting a, you know a couple of presents. Every month, actually, when it comes around my birthday, I don't give a shite because it's like I'm sure I got loads of stuff anyway. Yeah, just more stuff to draw onto the pile. Yeah, you have to actually deny them stuff. You know.
2: Well, we had that conversation around Christmas where I was starting to get a bit concerned that they weren't as excited as they should have been. That actually, and I felt that now maybe it's that they're getting a bit older. It's only seven. You should be properly bloody excited. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. yeah. Seven yeah. Is seven is awesome, so. I just started yeah, so. that yeah, yeah, they were getting so much stuff so often that there wasn't the well, I haven't got anything new in, like, three months. Yeah. So I'm buzzing for this. It was, well, sure, it's my birthday a couple of months after that, and if I don't get it, then I'll just pick... If Santa doesn't bring me what I want, I'll just pick something that
4: I want when okay. my
2: birthday comes around.
4: So there'll be no presents in your household from August time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll be starved. Time. Don't even be a lollipop coming for those. Yeah.
0: Uh, to just round this back out to the, uh, getting your kids involved in sport, um, like, I definitely... In terms of the sports, it's great. The gymnastics has been this amazing thing where um, they're learning pliability and upper body strength, which just like obviously didn't get it from me. Uh, but I, it feels like it's a good grounding for whatever sport they get into afterwards. So I kind of okay. don't mind that they're not into anything else just yet. And are, are they all doing it? Uh, pretty to to the third youngest one. I brought him last week to see, and so he might be able to go. He's two he'll be three next week and there's a class for him that's brilliant. Right. So yeah. long as he can follow instructions. Uh, yeah, like, Which is, yeah, that's no. <laughs> tough. The girls is it, is that you that just let
1: them run around but and let them pretend that they're doing it, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah but there's like, cause they're in the middle and there's proper people doing like, um, you know, yeah. uh, cartwheels, somersaults, somersaults proper, right? like, yeah. and jumping up and down quite high. So
2: they could wander into...
4: Comes into and the and basketball t- thing again.
0: <laughs> so, um, do yeah, the sporting
2: organisations have recommendations for what age to split by gender? Or is it just up to the individual coach, the individual club? I presume it's up to the individual clubs and it comes down to... Because when you do think about it, like splitting them at six suddenly gets into the lads' heads that well, we're doing a different sport to the girls are and it's automatically put it in their head that we're more skilled and we're more talented at it and that's going to last forever. Whereas, like, you look at something like swimming, like, my lads do swimming and it's a mix of boys and girls. Like, they would never for a second think yeah. that we swim separately or we could be in any ways better or we would look at it differently. Like, it seems to be a very young age to be.
3: But if it was a competition, they probably would at some point. They would at some point.
2: Yeah, but six is very six or seven is very... It
3: is very young, yeah. I'm not saying it's right, I'm just saying the comparison is not like the... Organized football because that the comparison to that is the swimming competition.
0: Are your
4: basketball Person? camps fifty fifty or is it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah exactly. It's fifty fifty, and we all do our skills in the mornings, and everybody does them together, and everybody's around the place with the balls. And but like even we were talking earlier on about the uh, it's it's important too to have them to um, as you said to bring them to sports. You know, if we're going to get them into sports, bring them to sports because. It's it's seeing that it's getting... You don't know when that little kick or when that little buzz is going to come for your seven-year-old or your five-year-old. We're, we're kind of too young yet, really. Yeah. Um. But, you know, around that age, taking them to sporting events is, is important because, like, you know, you even see the lady football final last year and the amount of young girls that was at it yeah. <coughs> We the Garveys, Warriors in Tralee, the amount of kids at the games is frightening. I'm talking hard with the club at the moment about trying to get a ladies' team into Tralee. Not because I've a young girl, but because there's so many young girls at the game. I'd like for them to be. I'd like for them to be like Leicester basketball. Have a girls' game at five and the men's game at half seven. I'd like that mix. I'd like the girls to be able to come up and watch the girls, watch the women play and then watch the men play as well, and the boys vice versa. But I think it's important to to kind of to show them that you know this is taken very se- basketball is taken very seriously, but it's not just taken very seriously for the men. It's taken very seriously for the girls too. So like we've got lovely, we've got brilliant lady basketballers from Kerry but they're all out playing with other clubs um, because uh, there isn't a Super League team in Kerry. Yeah. You know, so we've, you know, Anya McKinnell, Loretta Maher, um, Emma Sherwood, um, teams in Dublin and Cork. You know, and I'm, I'd be interested to see if, if, if they would consider coming back down to Kerry or moving closer to home if they, if they could play the sport they love and that they've been playing for 10 years that it's there. And I'd love nothing better to be bringing Lola Rose and Indy up to games in a few years where there was girls. And that used to be the way. We were, when I was very young going to the games, it was Lee Strand run. Ron and then Garvey's around and the East were the ladies teams and they used to always get good crowds. And yeah. but I think it's it's so much it's getting more publicity now and we need to keep that going because it's it's, it's very important
0: On a basic economic level it's doubling the size of your potential audience like so it makes mm. economic sense and it like obviously makes social sense and it makes health sense and it makes like it's just the most obvious thing ever and yet we kind of everything just moves so slowly that's the, the kind of frustrating point point.
1: One good thing about you know, gets a lot of stick. The, <clears throat> the IBA, the Irish Boxing, had the elite senior finals at the weekend, and it was both mixed men and women were competing on the same night. You know, so you had like maybe two fights of men, two fights of women, and they were kind of mixed. And there was no, there was no separation in, and there was as many young girls in the crowd as there was young boys to watch these, you know, these boxers and the amount of inspiration they, they were getting from the likes of Kili Harrington or Amy Broadhurst and. Like you said, your examples are so important and you're, you're a hero, so yeah. that's one thing I would commend the Irish Boxing Association on, is that they've always pushed female boxers as much as they have the male.
0: Yeah, and they pick it up straight away, so I've told this story before on, on this podcast, but um, our four-year-old came down one night and I was watching, it was uh, the night of one of the big Champions League games, I think it might have been Liverpool-PSG, And uh, she was like, flick over. So I flicked over and there was a women's under 20 World Cup match, New Zealand versus somebody. And she's like, we're watching this. Mm. And so we watched it for five minutes. She's like, why is there nobody at this game? Why is it different from that one? And like, uh, you know, the whole, Mm. the whole, um, I used to think the whole notion of uh, role models was bollocks because like uh, Diego Maradona is a horrific role model, a horrible human being, absolutely, uh, you know, not what you want your kids to be at all. Um, but actually role models are really important. You get to a point where you have kids and you go, okay, 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 I get it now. You don't have to uh, be the shit human being that Diego Maradona was. You can be as dedicated to your craft and sport without doing all the other stuff.
4: And um, the young kid doesn't really see... The, the other stuff that Diego Maradon is at they just see this wonderful soccer player out I'm sure Messi yeah. didn't know too much about what he was doing afterwards just saw this fella playing and said I want to be like him and yeah. as you said I guarantee you there were so many mm. young girl boxers got up the following morning and they were you know they were at it because they saw something the night before that was special and tra- trapping something in the kids imagination and I always tell the story how I got into basketball really really into it was when when we won the league for the first time in 96 Chile and uh out okay, came the team and the spotlights went the gym went dark and there was spotlights and there was lasers going around the place and we'd never seen anything like this before you know it was Budweiser was sponsoring the league at the time and they had a, a thing in the middle so it was like they'd come down and they'd, like, they'd brought the show to that we'd never we'd did music beforehand and the Eye of the Tiger and the teams tipped off but this was a big show but I remember sitting there just going oh yeah I want to do this and like when I say I went home and shot for four hours that night I didn't like, and I wasn't Jordan, I wasn't thinking I was John T. or Vinnie Murphy or Rick Leonard, or whoever the players were at that time. So it's, we, all, we, we have to be very careful about how we carry ourselves as sports people because, you know, you don't know what little word or little nugget of information or a pat in the back you can give a kid that's going to drive him on. Not only our own kids, but mm-hmm. other kids.
0: Yeah.
3: Like it's important that uh, you don't want to sound like any sort of great proclamation about what's happening in the country at the minute because we can live in a little bit of a bubble. Uh, particularly in relation to the media where you know we can sort of assume that everybody's leaning the same way as we are but um, like it certainly feels as if we've moved on from where I would have been as a kid where like you talk about role models it's amazing to me that it was only on reflection I started to think about it even over the last year about the role models that I had as a kid and the three sort of chief role models would have been three women in my area including my mother who would have been the ones who would have been driving sport for all the kids in that area um, And it it only struck me in the last couple of years that that was kind of the case, that they were the ones. But actually looking at it, like there was myself and my brother who were mad into sport and all the other young fellas around mad into sport, playing sport, like whether it was ga or cross-country running or cycling, whatever it was. But then I look at my sisters and, like, none of them would have really been involved in sport. So, like, yet here were these, like, really strong uh, women in the area who were driving sport for everybody. But actually, it was only really benefiting at that point the boys in a way that it wasn't impacting on the girls and as I said like it would be nice to think that as a country we're moving beyond that now and that there is a bit of an awakening going on like that you know people are having these sort of conversations that we're having I hope it's not just in our little bubble that actually it is having some sort of an impact it feels like it is um, but that it is having some sort of an impact all you can do is
0: start somewhere Um, okay good stuff lads thanks very much we're going to run through these at the end here Tommy if you want so this is the the pledge from uh, the 20 by 20 campaign This International Women's Day, 20 by 20, is asking everyone to show your stripes by pledging one action to support girls and women in sport in 2019. By all doing something, we can make a genuine shift across the country. We can give more sports to a nation of sport lovers, as well as the gift of sport to more girls to show your support. Post your action, big or small, using the hashtag showyourstripes and the hashtag 20 by 20. And there's loads of uh, suggestions as well, and we'll tweet those out. Um, They're probably a bit too small for you to be able to read. Um, But those pledges, we will tweet those out from our account. Uh, There you go. Your first adcast. Not
4: bad. Yeah, thanks for having us. Have you more? You want to get off your chest? Is there no, no, no. That's 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 it for today. <laughs> I don't want to start rambling again. You'd be like, cut him off. The music is that coming out like the Oscars? <laughs> uh,
2: when your wife was having the kids, was, was there any pregnancy snoring at any stage? No, no. Okay, no, just throw no, it out there, no. Avery. Just asking the question.
3: <laughs> I have no comment to make.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week as usual. Thanks very much for uh, tuning in, Dadcast at If you've got anything you want to get off your chest, we'll see you. Good luck.